of an act. Wait, wait, what actor do you like more? Or which actor oh. do they like to watch more? <laughs> I had to read this. I didn't know what the fuck I wrote. I can't. This whole fuck this one. Throwing it now. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to know who uh, had the most. It's the movie toasty show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah, I don't know what happened last week. Remember, we were still talking, and then it just died out on us. It did. Like, oh, you were God, talking, yeah. you're like, what happened? I have no I, clue what that was. That was so weird. I, I felt bad, because I was sitting there for a minute, and I'm like, hello? Oh, that's weird. And then it just closed. Or, like, your your uh, your track disappeared. I'm like, oh, no. Okay. Like, I was talking, and I'm like, oh, shit. Apparently, you can't hear me. Good thing we ended that episode, and now we're into 112. Welcome to Movie Toast, everyone. This is an episode... In episode, this is episode 112. Dennis, I'm jazzed. We got six movies to talk about today. Jazz. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, like, like you said, I'm excited too. I got I got some different things to bring to the table this time. Not a lot of the usual uh, action fare. I feel I've been kind of hitting some of the same stuff. So, well, oh. I'm, I'm excited to, to share that with you folks. But uh, I know I, I got to be catching up on the trivia. I bet you I'm I'm, I'm nipping at your heels, man. Maybe this round I'll, I'll I'll get closer to that tie. You never know. You never know. I don't want to be the one to tell you how it's going to end, but <laughs> I have no clue. I can tell you I'm at the final six cards that have not been asked. Sure, there's four questions per card that we don't ask, but in my eyes, they're spoiled once I ask one question. Might as well just set them on fire. Oh, I will. A glorious blaze in a <laughs> tiny little trash waste can. Um, but before we do that, would you like to hear some poll action? Oh, yeah. Show us those polls. Polls. Show us. It's a uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, what a world that would be. We're the only podcast that's not video. Like a lot of people are like, I oh, watch this podcast. It's like, fuck you. I don't care. You watch that podcast. <laughs> it's meant to be listened to, you asshole. You're, you uh, you watch it with your mind's eye. And that's why we have no listeners. Um, speaking of no listeners, Christopher <laughs> Nolan, this guy, man, he is a very eccentric filmmaker. He pushes the limits his last movie tenant nobody really knows what the fuck happened in it even the star of the movie doesn't know and have you heard anything about this new movie he's doing uh not 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 at the moment no now if rumors are true apparently they had a test screening recently for it uh and people just went in hearing that it was a movie not even that it was christopher nolan but apparently you have to go between three separate cinemas to see the movie like there's stuff happening on three different screens at the same time for two and a half, three hours. And uh, apparently that's a movie. And I wanted to know if our audience was intrigued by this and if they would see such a movie, if this is true. Wait, so like they're playing simultaneously and you you're just have like the three perspectives you can bounce between? Yep. Like, so you can totally miss someone's storyline by going to another cinema to see someone else's storyline or another another cinema to see someone else's storyline. I don't understand it. 
but I'm I'm slightly aroused by the thought. I mean, I'm not. It sounds like I'm I'm paying to see the same movie three different times with some slight alterations. And it yeah. sound, let's be honest, it sounds like a gimmick for me to buy three tickets for myself. So I have to watch it three. <laughs> right. I like let's let's be honest. I I'm like I try to be one of those gamers that does all the side quests. I'm gonna like in this situation. I would just watch the movie three fucking times and sit in each one and not move. Uh huh. Like that's, that's the, what I was thinking. Yeah. Which like, is just a ploy. Plus nowadays, you you reserve seats. How are you going to like reserve three seats in like one theater? Like, and you're definitely missing something between theater to theater. I don't. Yeah. But Dennis, so you you sound like you're the type of person. Would you say yes, you'd see it, or no, you would not see it? I don't know. It depends on like how long. How long is it? How what? I think it's just under three hours. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So my only options was yes and no. I thought about doing it depends or I don't know, but I didn't for some reason. So 33% say no and 67% surprisingly say yes. But yeah, I'm just intrigued to see how they'd market such a film. If it's that designer experience where it's like the one theater has three screens set up right next to each other and you're able to then just bounce between and they have it all organized where like you're not interfering with headsets or something. Well, I don't even know. Shit, man. I don't know. That just sounds like a logistical nightmare. And yeah, like I said, I, I would I would be so concerned about all of the time I'm spending walking between the screens that I would rather mm-hmm. just sit in place and then just come back next week and see fucking perspective yeah. two and the following you, you week. You give it for nine me. hours of your time. Yeah, exactly. I'm like you. You have you put all of this on. Like, and let's be honest, it's Christopher Nolan. He spent all this time putting all the screen on screen for a reason. So he wants mm-hmm. all of it to be seen. So yeah, I'm just going to yeah. watch it three fucking times. And, but let's be honest, this is what they want you to actually do because now you're going to have That's to come true. to the theater three fucking times and you're going to be paying for tickets three fucking times. You're going to be buying your cr- buy a bunch of crunch three fucking times. <laughs> it's, it's, it's see, see, there it is. It's like, how, how do you also a, how do you uh, sell this on on VOD? How do you sell it on DVD, Blu-ray? Like, I don't understand. Are you? Uh, is there like an option? I, I don't. Perspectives A, B, a and baffles. C. No, that's. I think that's it. I, You're. We're, I think we just found out what they're. That's. We're we're poking a hole in exactly the issue, and they're trying to guise it as this experience and this like artistry, when really it's a cash grab. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So let's move from three cinemas to three versions of Home Alone, Dennis. Last week, I reviewed the movie Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney+. Plus. Oh, boy. I wanted to know who the uh, Toasties, uh, who, not who, what <laughs> film in the Home Alone series people like the most out of Home Alone, Home Alone 2, and Home Alone 3. Well, man, uh, I think the best Home Alone is always going to end with giving a homeless woman a Christmas ornament for a tree she doesn't have. For a uh, turtle dove ornament? Uh, I think so. Absolutely. The oh, first yeah. one's always so, going to be close to my heart, but let's be honest. Home Alone 2 is the shit. Lost in New York. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so 0% unsurprisingly to Home Alone 3. Fine <laughs> movie, just not the same. Uh, and then we got a 50-50 for 1 and 2. So I'm with you. It's it's a tough call. I'm I'm always leaning more towards the first, but there's a lot of fun in New York and, and a lot more characters and heartfelt things happening uh yeah it's true isn't french stewart in the third one isn't he marv 
No, man. I, I, I think French Stewart is in the third or fourth, uh, the fourth or fifth or sixth. Oh. I don't even Oh my god! I, don't know, I believe man. you. There's, there's. A, well, this is like yeah. the sixth or seventh now. They just fucking released, right? Well, so. yeah. I, I think the last one was the sixth, so he had to be in the fourth or the fifth. Oh one my of god! Them. The fact that that's uh, words yeah. you just said is already just saddening. And the weird thing is, I think the fourth and the fifth were back to Kevin, and Kevin's parents were divorced, but no one was anyone from any of the cast. And that's right. Somehow Kevin's like fun. younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't fuck. I've never seen any of them. I, remember, I don't understand how you do that. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I've seen a few minutes of one of them trying to just comprehend what in the fuck was happening, but I just, I just get it was getting madder and more frustrated as as I watched more of it and finally had to turn it off. Oh wow, yeah. But of which one? Of three? Um, no, it might have been four or five. Yeah. Then you know what? I'll, I will be. Yeah. I will go so far as to say five because I was so confused. The, the sets were so cheap and everything was just unfamiliar and looked wrong i i it was all unrecognizable completely fair enough so moving away from three home alones i'm going to three of hollywood's hot shots man Triples. last week we both reviewed the movie i was gonna say burn <laughs> notice and burn after read which none of that is anything to do with what we reviewed, <laughs> we reviewed red notice <laughs> sorry gal gadot uh, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. I want to know who the Toasties thought was more, I don't know, who who you enjoyed watching the most in movies in general out of the three stars. <laughs> I feel like they all offer something slightly different. <laughs> I'm not saying in this movie alone, Dennis. I'm saying in all movies. In all mo- okay, 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 good. Thank God, because they need that help. Uh, none of them had a chance to do much of anything in this movie yet besides, anyways. I've shit on that movie enough, so I shall move on. And across all stuff, that's pretty. That's actually kind of tough because all three of them, I think, are wildly entertaining in their own right, like in their lane. Mm-hmm. Um, Gal Gadot does her thing really well. I mean, let's be honest, she's a fucking badass. Wonder Woman and everything sure. else she's done. Um, the Rock, I he's got a broad uh, career of the action hero, the comedy star, and he can do everything in between as well as Ryan Reynolds, especially with. I mean, it's, it's funny. Val had the proposal on for a few minutes the other day. I'm like, oh, God damn oh, it. Fantastic There's yet, yet again, another another funny Ryan Reynolds movie that he, he it's it. But it's wrangled in, not like fucking Red Notice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that's a tough call for me, dude. I don't know. I can you can you take right. you, can you answer first? I don't I don't know if I can. Oh, I I uh, honestly for me, it's Ryan Reynolds. I've been a fan since you guys were on the pizza place. Oh, for, uh, there you go. But honestly. The thing that I love the most about these three actors, they all live inside the Fast and Furious franchise. So that, oh, that holds shit. a special place in my mind. Wait, Ryan Reynolds uh, is in the Fast movies? He was in Hobbs and Shaw. Ah. Yep. For a brief cameo. God. Yep. That's funny. Of course. Of course. And then he was in the post credit scene where he spoiled the uh, finale of uh, Game of Thrones. So that was interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. shit. Okay. I am going to rattle through through all yeah, of those but, one day. I mean, I feel like I told you everything that happens in them. But it's not the same as seeing did it. Did any of it make any screen. sense? Absolutely uh, not. not. Nothing. Not. The explosions. And None the of it did. Gunplay and the, and the cars. In fact, the there was a funny callback uh, in one of the films I review uh, later in the episode. They talk about this, this movie and 
and, and they just they highlight just how fucking ridiculous the movie gets with 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 some camera coverage with with a couple of shots and i thought it was really funny it's like a very good example of just like okay this is just how fucking crazy this movie is and it doesn't even involve a car like <laughs> it's funny oh oh yeah the movie is well aware of that they have no quarrels with that <laughs> they live in that zone but uh so if you had to choose is it just too hard to choose out of gal ryan and Dwayne? um you know what i'll double down with you i'll go ryan reynolds as well I gotta be honest. I've right. seen I've seen a lot more of him than I have of the other two. That's true. All right, so here's where I'm most surprised. Zero percent went to one of these fine people. Oh wow! Zero percent went to the Rock? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Who's one of the biggest stars of all time, and it's crazy. All of all time of now of today. Of, yeah, this like this uh, this fucking moment. <laughs> yeah. So hey, but hey. They spoke, man. Uh, 43% went to Gal Gadot and 57 to Ryan Reynolds. And it does not surprise me that it's that close. I thought it was going to be somewhere in the 30-some-odd percent range across, you know, all of yeah, them. Yeah, I pictured a 33, 32, 34 situation or something. I don't, don't check the math on that, people. Math it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck math. <laughs> that's, that's the class we took. Fuck math. <laughs> Film math. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, that's where me and your wife met, and uh, whew, we had some. Uh, I was, I was, I was hated by our teacher. <laughs> I was despised by the teacher. Like she literally told me to shut up once, and felt really bad about it. I'm like, you should. Feel bad. <laughs> You're teaching a class at a at a film school called Film Math, and you got mad at someone. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, life. Oh God. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> Oh shit! Oh well, man. Um, good, good polls though. Good polls, rightly so. Yeah, well implemented okay. polls, yeah. holding up the place well. Thank you. Yeah, but you know what's holding up the place, Dennis? Trivia, man. Every week, trivia really, really brings. Me I know that always wrestles your jimmies, and you're always ready to to start a trivia fight. Let's 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 bust into one. All right, I believe you won last week's game, so you get first choice. All right, dude, I'm just going to jump right into horror sci-fi. Who played the character of Beetlejuice in Tim Burton's Beetlejuice movie? I'm sorry, I read that totally wrong. Who played the character of Beetlejuice in the Tim Burton movie? Oh, God, okay. I'm like, wait, you mean Beetlejuice? Um, <laughs> uh, Michael? Yeah, not, not in the cartoon. Michael Keaton. Yes, sir. If anybody got that wrong, I'm sorry. I feel bad. Ding, da, ding, ding. Uh, since you went to your, since you went to your well of correctness, I'll go to comedy cartoon, please. Here it is. Who does Steve Martin co-star with in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Well, I feel like that's a movie that could be watched uh, today. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! And happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving! Oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving, folks! Oh my God, yeah. look at the oh man. Didn't we kind of those of you listening after Thanksgiving, hopefully you had some scrumptious food or whatnot. Absolutely. And if you're not in America, don't listen to any of this bullshit that we just spoke of. Uh, but I'm I'm really diverting from the answer here of John Candy, it, the late great Mr. Candy. It is the, the Canadian bacon, John Candy. You got it. Correct, sir. Yes. Correct, Amundo. Who boy. Neck and neck. All right. Um, you know what? Why don't you hit me with the comedy cartoon as well? 
Well, Dennis, I got a real barn burner for you. What is Willy in Free Willy? <laughs> An orca and or killer whale. I mean, who's, they're just looking for a whale. Whose name, whose real name was Keiko and lived at the Oregon Coast Aquarium until his release and then he died. Well, that's sad, Dennis. Way to bring down the party. Talking about Thanksgiving and you're talking about dead wheels. <laughs> it was all, I just, it was funny. It's like, when I was a kid, it was all over the local news. It was such a big deal because it was like our like local celebrity was a, the, the fucking whale from Free Will. <laughs> I mean, the Portland Trailblazers. Very free whale. We have the Portland Trailblazers, and we have Keiko, the free Willy Whale. (laughs) Keiko, the free Willy Whale. I mean, such a star. I mean, who wouldn't want to celebrate that son of a bitch? Hey, I know I would. I mean, you get Lori Petty, and isn't like Michael Madsen in it or something? I, I have not seen that movie since I uh, I don't even know how long, man. I was going to come up with something cool to say, but I got nothing. I was probably like 10, 11. So like 20 years ago. Wow, that movie was I, I hot. Really watched Free Willy. That movie was hot. Oh, you damn right it was. Too hot to handle. <laughs> I'm talking about that, Willie. There's got to be a porn version. God, um, please don't. Look I'll take a horror sci-fi. Horror sci-fi. All right. Oh, did you say you want me to look for it? I'll look for it right now if you'd like. I'll get on the horn. No, please, please don't. On the hub. Please don't. Um, okay. uh, your your right. horror sci-fi question, sir. What type of building does John Cusack investigate in 1408? Apartment, hotel, hotel. or college dorm? And the answer is hotel. You got it right, sir. Whew, I was so jazzed for that movie, man. And then I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay. Not so jazzed. Cool. I think... I, I I think the, the the cool doctor from Scrubs is in it, so I was very ecstatic at oh. the moment. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> no Scrubs. John C. McGinley, oh. I think, is the name of what I was talking about. And by the way, listening to last week's episode, I totally understand what you were saying about Dr. Jones and Thor or whatever. I, I totally f- did not know what you were talking about last week. And then when I was listening, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember they had that little band they made, Raj. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's it, Wallowitz? So sorry. I do know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't really think of it. <laughs> that was an obscure. And then again, it's not TV taquitos anyways. So I was going off the rails. It's all good. <laughs> hey, I might have a little book brunch later. So who knows? Oh, hey. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I'm tuning in. Oh. Hey, I hope so. Because if not, it's going to be dead air as I'm speaking. And that's what we love here on this show, people. Dead air. Dennis, what can I hit you with? I want some drama musical if you got some. Who plays Jarrett Leto's mother in Requiem for a Dream? Ellen Burstyn, Jamie Lee Curtis, or Angela Lansbury? Ellen Burstyn, or that first name you said. It's yeah, not the second yeah, or third. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I, like, I feel like it could have stumped you if they gave one more obscured person. You know it's not Jamie Lee Curtis or fucking Miss, Mrs. Potts. No, it's like, what, what right? is that? Come on. We, that was a, kind of a gimme. If you at least know, oh, if totally you at least know who the other two are. Well, what what can I give but you? That means you get. <laughs> uh, I'll take an action adventure. I'll be first to uh, go over that road today. Oh right, what 1994 action movie casts Keanu Reeves as a cop that must keep a bus above 50 miles per hour? 
Well, Dennis, that's funny that you say that because last week or two weeks ago, I think I maybe even three weeks ago, I asked you about the sequel, Cruise Control. So I'm going to say Speed, starring Sandy Bullock and Dennis Hopper. Is he is he the bad guy? I think yeah, yes, you are correct. That that is that is correct all around. We do not give bonus points, but if we did, you would have got them. Nope, nope. Bonuses are not necessary here. Uh, so we're three to three, right? Neck and neck still. You still trace got this to bad trace. We're riding yeah. Oof. Um. Uh, well, yeah. buddy. Uh, how about a how about an action adventure? That sounded like fun. Oh, it was. What is the name of the second Mad Max movie? Road Revenge, Wild Ride, or Road Warrior? Dennis, you just secured yourself four points here. Dennis. Road Warrior. Come on now. Ooh, those other titles would have been cool too, right? I could see, like, I could see that. Cool titles. They're all, they're all wild. They're, they all, they spark some interest. I like Road Revenge and Wild Ride. <laughs> what? Uh, but yes, that is correct. And Dennis. what is a wild ride for Mad Max? The guy's already insane. It's in his <laughs> name. I think it's. I think now, like you got uh, Danny Glover driving him, and he's like Miss Daisy. It's so <laughs> slow and boring, and nothing's happening. I'd watch that film. Speaking of which, Dennis, did you hear that now? A while ago, um, Corey Feldman briefly mentioned who might direct the next Lethal Weapon movie, and now it's put out there that it's true. It looks like. Mel Gibson is going to direct the fifth Lethal Weapon movie, apparently, because we need that. I mean, I guess if anyone's going to make it right and understand how to direct an an aging cast, it's going to be the aging cast. (laughs) Um, If yeah, hey, if if he gets Donald Glover to show up and Joe Pesci, whoa, whoa, Donald Glover's coming in? Oh fuck, I'd watch Donald Glover in that Lethal Weapon. You said if he gets Donald Glover to show up. I know you meant Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Shit. See? But I would totally watch the fuck out of Donald Actually, would that not be kind of awesome? <laughs> That'd be pretty I'm sweet. checking in for that and movie. he's like, I'm too old for this shit. He said, what the fuck you say? I would laugh and he's just a, that's, that's my line. I just pictured him as, he's Troy from a Community, just, just <laughs> in the Mad Max world. <laughs> now it's Mad Max. Now we're back to Mad Max. <laughs> Did I you said Mad Max. Now Donald Glover and Danny Glover uh, are hey, co-starring in a Mad Max movie together. That'd be sick. <laughs> and while we're at it, we might as well get, yeah, get uh, Frank Reynolds as. Oh my god! Yes. Stealing. I mean, we already have the water. Time. We need six. <laughs> hey, Drew, first blood. <laughs> I don't know. Did he say that in there? The no, movie? that's a different episode. Oh, no. When he's when he the, the water, dude. That's just Rambo. Yeah, you already. Said yeah, that. that's Rambo. I know. I thought some reason he quoted Rambo in there. For some no, it's when they're hunting. Uh, it's when, when they're hunting five. cricket. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, you do boy. not hunt no man. So for, you know what? <laughs> screw the yeah. screw the hosts of the show. We should do a sunny podcast. <laughs> Oh, we should. Yeah. Wait, is there a sunny? Yeah, podcast? the dude started one. They just, I think it just dropped this last week. Been meaning to give it, give it a oh, shot, man. but well, this is news. Yeah. I feel like we should stop recording and just listen. To there that. we go, folks. It just, just shut that. it down. Flip on over to that. Just kidding. Please don't. Thanks. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll take a, I'll take a drama musical. This could really seal Ooh. the deal here. I could finally Ooh. lose quickly. I know. You know, this is kind of topical too. This is a. This is an upcoming release. 
What were the names of the rival gangs in West Side Story? Oh, boy. You know me. (laughs) Wow, these are pretty Uh, iconic. It's like it's like it's the joke. I feel like it's uh, Benny and the Jets. I have no fucking clue, man. Uh, West inside and story. I don't know, man. I honestly have no clue. No. Oh, you had you have one. You had one. The Jets are one of them, but you, we need the, the other gang. Oh. Okay, uh, the Jets and the uh, the Mets. The Jets and the Mets. They just beat the shit out of the Come baseball head head. team when they... <laughs> out in yeah. the streets. I, 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 I wish I knew. It that. is the Sharks. I, I the Jets and the Sharks. Oh, okay. All right. I can dig that. Can you dig nice. it? Give me that buzzer. Mar. I cannot. I... I still see the trailer and I'm like, do I want to see this movie? I, I do. I I'm like, it. Spielberg is going to make it look I'm fucking s- awesome. So I'm, I'm excited to, to see what the, the, the theatrical experience will be like. And you better hmm. keep, I'm going I'm to find a play. No, I'm just going to go in the middle of the fucking day. I'm going to sit very far away from anyone because I don't want to hear any goddamn popcorn throughout. It's a musical. So I want to hear things correctly. I just sound You're like right, an old man. Right. Yeah, right. I just, yeah. I was just like, really fucking, do. I don't even like going. I don't even like going to the movies Friday, Saturday nights anymore. It's, it's too much. And, and, and honestly, this movie is coming out during the holiday oh, season. Son of a bitch. So there's going to be kids. Yep. Left and right. Everyone's out yeah, of school. So that's oh, so. yeah. I'm going to wait until the New Year's yeah. starts. <laughs> I'll watch it and I'll tell you all about the popcorn <laughs> and the bunch of crunch crunching. Right. You don't want to hear the popcorn. That's me. <laughs> hey, I, I was I was laughing at you, but I know I, I I saw a quiet place in one of those theaters that brings out oh, your seats, and I was Jesus, so yeah, least quiet, <laughs> least quiet movie. movie, like the least quiet experience for a quiet place too. I was already on edge <laughs> because we went to fucking uh, Red Robin beforehand to oh, eat no. dinner, and they double charged my card for the food, and I was already on edge, and I'm like, that just pushed me over the edge, oh, man. People clinking their trays and stuff and lights and uh, glasses slammed down on the counter let's move on to, <laughs> let's move to something better let's go to your victory here what uh what would you like as a fifth and hopefully possibly final question uh horror sci-fi or day whenever people are listening day and uh, night I, I night got one and day what is Captain Kirk accused of in Star Trek for the undiscovered country? What? Captain K's in trouble, Dennis. Oh, shit. Um... That, he's accused of something in Star Trek for the undiscovered country. Which is weird, because don't they deal with planets? Uh... Mutiny? <laughs> uh... Unfortunately, Dennis... No, I got nothing. The answer is gonna really uh, be be a slap in the dick for you. Uh, murder. The oh, one thing that you son of be a bitch! Of, yeah, that did sting that just a little seems bit. Like it would have been too simple. It, fucking a. Captain uh, James D. Kirk. Mutiny would have been good. You murdered someone. Murder. murder. Dun dun dun. Murder. Uh, I, I'll go to a comedy cartoon, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, comedy cartoon. Well. Oh boy. Here. Oh, here it is. Classic. What James Stewart movie features a giant invisible rabbit? 
All right, I got this one. This is hard. That you do, sir. It is a classic. Um, it's and has been redone many times on the stage. I would like to see this sometime. Still, never even seen the movie. I, oh, it's it's good. I recommend it. It's a good I, I, James I Stewart I, I, comedy. I don't doubt that. Nice. Well, Dennis, we're back to the loop of you possibly winning this Maybe. thing. And the final card that I have that's never been touched by my hands and read by my lips. Ooh. Well, now it's no tantalizing. I, I think my other safe haven action-adventure. The 2012 film Sherlock Holmes, Fuck. A Game of Shadows, sees what actor reprise his role of Sherlock fucking Holmes. <laughs> there you go. You got this one, Dennis. Congrats. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, look at that. Not Morton, Morton Downey Jr.? Right. Morts. Yes, that is Morts Daly Jr. <laughs> it's, a, it's an express. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh dennis congrats man two weeks in a row maybe even three i don't fucking know Ooh, i'm three. happy so what's that bring us to like five to five five to six, six to five sir you're you're only ahead by one i could tie it up next week or you could pull ahead and solidify your lead we're just gonna have to find out in episode 113 but folks we got reviews for you first yes we do we do indeed Dennis, I believe you're going to lead us off with your first time viewing of a movie that I honestly loved during my childhood, and I have a feeling you'll hate during your adulthood. <laughs> well, it's let's just say um, it's it's one I can totally understand if you were to view it through rust-tinted glasses, but watching it cold now is an entirely different experience. Folks, I'm talking about the 1990 film Problem Child. They're the hope of the future. You two really must have a lot of fun together. Yeah, these little rascals really make life worth living. But Ben and Flo have a problem. Are you absolutely sure there's no hope? Oh, none whatsoever. Florence, why can't we adopt? Okay, let's get a kid. Okay, you want a little baby? Well, old babies are little. It's no problem there. Just this morning, I came upon a seven-year-old. A uh, smartest attack. <laughs> a little rambunctious. <laughs> but weren't we all at that age? <laughs> oh, he does look very presentable in that little bow tie. He's evil. That's a wicked mind. Look what he did in art class. Skeletons, headless corpses. No, 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 don't. Please, please, don't hyperventilate. Either Junior goes or you find yourself some new nuns. Hey, we must have gotten the pick of the litter. Look, everyone's come out to see him off. I would like to proudly present the newest member of the Healy family, Junior. He's got the face of an angel. It's the devil. I hope you guys are insured. He's got a special world with pets. Poor Fuzzball. She'll never be the same. He's got the keys to the car. <laughs> My new car! No! the child needs is to be loved. We've adopted Satan. You took him, he's yours! That's because you condescend to him! What am I supposed to do with the little creep? He's already been returned 30 times! He's mad. He's bad. He's seven. 
I'm gonna be eight in two weeks. Don't count on it. John Ritter. Here's Daddy! <laughs> Problem child. So this is a film starring the, uh, well, let's be honest, a the American treasure that is John Ritter. Um, he and his wife, played by Amy Yazbek, are trying to adopt a child because it's going to be better for her in society, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I'm kind of jumping ahead in the story anyways. Really, this story starts with seeing this kid constantly getting tossed from one family to another. Like right away, we jump into some deep, like dark shit. Uh, that no one loves this child. The the first thing he like kind of globs onto or identifies with is a serial killer he sees on TV, played by Michael Richards, by the way, which is only <laughs> fucking fitting. Yes. <laughs> and he's uh, like, that is Kramer, the racist yeah. actor. <laughs> um, his grandfather, played by Jack Warden, who's been in a lot of films. Uh, he's one of those. Oh, I love oh, yeah. him. Uh, and then Gilbert Gottfried, another uh, kind of intolerable oh, person yeah. who is uh, now not acting so much. <laughs> but, so the uh, he does cameos, people. He does. He does. Get get a great cameo. He'll read anything, or he'll save you. On you can find some very insurance. good cameos out there. In the um, oh no, he's no longer there for Affleck. <laughs> well, Sorry, this kid Dennis. keeps getting tossed around. He winds up at this. Uh, catholic orphanage where he raises all sorts of hell we have the well-to-do couple who can't have a kid they want a kid they um gilbert Gottfried, he can't get anyone to keep this this terror named junior and he has this brilliant idea okay i'll just pawn him off to these uh, rich schmucks and uh, it'll be their problem now and of course he terrorizes their house and then we gotta try to learn to love him but then he, we make things worse before let's try to send him back and we realize oh no he's been returned to the orphanage 30 times and then even john ritter's character even has this moment of like this child is a human being he deserves a chance like oh my god someone needs to fucking love this human and it's like yeah and we're just kind of playing fast and loose with this the whole time. It's so dark to me. It does not play like funny, silly family comedy. This movie is really dark all the way through. And this kid is violent. Like, this is basically the omen. Like, he might as well, like, he's like murdering people, basically. Uh, like, we soften it. Obviously, no one gets, like, seriously injured. But the things he does are well above and beyond, like, Home Alone status kind of pranks. These are things that, like, he could have been poisoning and killing all these animals the whole way through. Your, your cat is not going to burp bubbles, I promise. Like, it's it, there's so many of these little things that are just like, this is horrific. And this is supposed to be a family comedy for 1980. I don't know. It didn't really stick with me in, in that manner. Now, having said all that, I will wow. say this had some really cool set pieces and some really cool stunts. Holy shit. They had some crazy car chases with... Junior driving the car and John Ritter supposed to be on the roof. And that whole sequence was crazy. All the traffic they were weaving through and all the people that they were jumping out of the way. They like choreographed a really awesome like car scene. And then the final climactic driving into the store and having the tower of tennis balls shatter over the car and the ridiculous dummy then just getting rained on uh, by all the broken glass and stuff. That's supposed to be John Ritter. I love that. That was great. Uh, the cast that we rattled off, they're all very talented. They they send it on screen. I just, I don't know what value there is here for me now. You know, like, I, <laughs> it's, it, 
And as you're saying all this, Dennis, I am smiling. I'm just picturing the the song "Bad to the Bone." I, I just can't get. I, I gotta go watch this movie. And it's funny because this is well. I know you're she's been singing it. George Thorogood since we fucking watched this movie, and I'm just like, oh my god, I've heard it too much now. I, I, it's hard for me to absorb this now, as an adult. I think, um, it's like this is the last thing I'd ever want to show a child. Is <laughs> this? Um, I, I would just give horrible ideas, but I do 100% understand why it's there. I totally get it. Um, it's very adult, like a lot of things, especially with, uh, Michael Richards coming on to the wife and she decides to run away with like a serial killer. Like it's, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to give problem child one and a half slices. It's, uh, I, I wow. can see what's supposed to be there and I do give value to like I said, the stunts, the cast, uh, you had a lot of big, complicated set pieces that, that would go off. But ah, I just, I, I, I couldn't, like, it's hard to appreciate for me now. Yeah. Okay, so will you go and watch Problem Child 2 to see how that's going to rectify? I don't know if adding a kid that's even shittier than the first kid is going to make it better, but... Yeah, but you're getting a female problem child and a male problem child brought together and uh, trying to fuck up their parents' uh, wedding. Of course. It's fantastic. Hey, well, well, let's not forget about the animated series. And uh, well, there's a third problem child? Oh, dear God. Yeah, but that's not true. <laughs> that's not let's true. move on from there. Let's move to a more light-hearted thing. Uh, Dennis, a couple, of, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was so ecstatic to watch... Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. Uncle Casey, can't it just stay for one night? One night. Really? How big is he gonna get? That depends on how much you love him. How did this happen? Cool. That's the big red dog. So cute. Cool, 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 cool. You know I'm a little better. Why don't you take his temperature? Where? In the animal temperature taking place. But I did not watch it last week. Um, but I did bring in a guest who uh, you've never met to talk about it. Uh, David Patton is is my buddy here. Uh, David, how you doing, man? How's it going? Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. We got you, David. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to the show, man. Glad, glad to have you join us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, now, uh, do you want to set up why you watch this movie? Oh, I feel like this isn't yes. something you'd seek out on your own. Dave? Oh boy, yeah. we're having some technical difficulties. Oh no, that was just me being stupid. I pressed the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, dude. All good. Uh, trust me, we've had little conversations where I thought I was talking to Dennis, and I perfectly lined out, and then I'm like, oh, my, my thing's been muted for two minutes now. <laughs> uh, so it happens. Uh, all right, nice. So, so why, why'd you watch this? I lost a fantasy football bet, so <laughs> I had to watch yeah. it, take extensive notes, and come on your show and talk about it now now the fact is if i ever recall correctly you were the one who initiated the bet correct that is nice so were you deep down wanting to watch this movie or were you just like i'll never lose honestly kind of um 
Adam, you're very aware of our friends. Um, I feel like if I won the bet, that it most likely wasn't going to. Yeah, I don't think done. it would have. So yeah, <laughs> you took one for the team. Yeah, I, I like to follow through on. There you go. Be, set the example for these the group. Types of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have a little fun. Yeah. Plus, so uh, uh, do, you, do you want what's up? Plus, the movie was actually pretty good. I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. it. nice. Uh, do you want do you want to set up what the plot of the movie is here uh, for uh, Dennis? Because since you I didn't see it, familiar. or the audience that probably uh, didn't see it, the children's book when we were in grade school. Yeah, so I have my notes here. It's literally three notebook pages oh. of. Yeah, like it, it was extensive <laughs> notes. It is honestly illegible. Um, <laughs> well, well, just if you can call from from memory, then like some of the the cliff notes of of what what was the plot and happened yeah, definitely. And whatever you thought worthwhile. It's funny just because like movie theaters are so dark that like, I couldn't see where I was writing. So like half the sentences <laughs> are just like, on top of each other. <laughs> that's great. Take, take oh, it that's serious. Tough. Take it that's serious. Tough. I appreciate that. Damn. Put, yeah. Put I, my <laughs> nit note taking to shame. I, I will say. And you, uh, you, you forced your wife to go with you, or did she just drop you off? No, she she went with oh, me. Oh, good, good um, sport, good sport. Okay. She actually enjoyed the movie a lot more than me because she drank some weed infused seltzer. And that sounds fantastic. Laughed at, <laughs> she laughed at literally like every joke. <laughs> very loud and obnoxious at times, but it was pretty funny. nice. <laughs> Now, uh, did you guys go? Were there were there were there a bunch of kids or anybody in the theater when you went? No. So, I think in total there was maybe like six to eight people, and none of them were like under the age of thirty. Oh my god! So, okay. So, Weird. so you lucked out then, I guess. I, I've gone to children's movie and had to sit next to kids and felt like a very awkward creeper. <laughs> well, also it was like a Tuesday night too. So fair enough. Like I, I don't know who's going out to watch movies. I'm like a. <laughs> Eight o'clock on a Tuesday night with school and everything, and pile the kids in the car, especially the crowd that would see Clifford the big red car, <laughs> the, big red car. the big red dog. <laughs> okay, Ugh. all right. So yeah, um, so, the movie opens with like a a drone shot of Manhattan. You get like a nice clear view of Central Park in the middle there. Um, it kind of opens up. Uh, where it takes place. It takes place in Upper Manhattan, more specifically Harlem. Uh, you see a bunch of stray dogs in like an abandoned warehouse by the dock. Oh <laughs> it was my pretty God. sad. Yeah, and animal control comes and just like takes all of them away. And then you realize Clifford is in the pack, which is super weird because none of the other dogs are red. <laughs> yeah. <And> like, <laughs> there's no explanation. He's just, there's a red dog. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's like they're just, they're just normal dogs too. Like it would have been cool if like the other dogs were like blue or green. Oh sure. Yeah. But no. That like especially the, the way they end the movie too. Yeah. The guy been like, "There's other people not looking for pets." Yeah. So uh. Clifford is just kind of on his own until some random ass old guy pulls him in off. The John Cleese. John Cleese is in there. Okay. So, Wearing a bow tie. Yeah. Um. I think it was something Brimwell, but I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
I think it was the name of the author who wrote the actual children's novel. It looked like in the in the credits. I don't yeah, know. yeah, that's exactly what it was. It, the old guy's name was Brimwell, and it was based off of the guy who wrote the book. Um, yeah, he picks him up and then has like a tent of just weird animals in Central Park or some <laughs> park in New York yeah. City, and then the main character Emily, she. Which I wasn't a huge fan of. I thought she was overly sarcastic. Yeah, a little bit too much at times. Um, and then, then when she tried being adorable, it's like, you're, no, you're, you're shit. too old We need this. to knock this out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, everyone in the movie kind of just shat on her to oh, make man. her relatable to the dog. <laughs> like, the girls in school called her food stamp because she was Fuck! <laughs> wow, a bunch of dicks. <laughs> I know. And, um, we're introduced to the comic relief, Uncle Casey, who was fucking hilarious. He was great. He was sleeping. This deadbeat play, guy. Who plays yeah, Uncle Casey? Like a, he owns like uh, a uh, Jack Whitehall. Oh, shit. Okay. You'd notice yeah. some things, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, the name sounded familiar. I looked on Wikipedia, though. I didn't know anything he was in. Huh. <clears throat> I think he's like a British guy, but but you were gonna say where he lives. I love yeah, his house. He lives in like an abandoned UPS truck <laughs> stuff or something. Uh, and he, like the first scene, he is getting uh, ticketed by a cop, and he puts like a trash bag over a parking meter, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it only it only gets better from there. He goes to a job interview, and he takes like a makeshift bath and hand sanitizer oh my god yes it's gotta be pure yeah and um there's some innuendo there like he puts some on his hand and he looks down on his crotch and he's just like (laughs) contemplating whether or not he should (laughs) wash the bits (laughs) (laughs) he didn't though so he's a gross motherfucker yeah see he knows he probably should have that's what that's what that tells me yeah (laughs) Well, yeah, he's, you're going to a, an interview smelling yeah. like uh, like crotch, dick yeah. cheese. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> dick cheese, yeah. Um. So the mom is like a crazy businesswoman has to go to Chicago for a week. So Casey walked. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck she was doing. I, was she a lawyer? I was like, what? Did, I, I didn't understand what she was. Yeah, she, she was a lawyer. I was very lost. But also another weird part of the movie. She had a very thick British accent, and no one else in the family did. I think they tried covering that up. Like, the brother's like, oh, yeah, our parents brought us to America. Then our parents got divorced, and and she stood to take care of me, and I have an American accent. It's like, what? And I think the actor is British, which is weird. He had no accent. Yeah. Seems a little convoluted. I don't know. Like, I feel like the... And, of course, the girl didn't. Yeah, like, why didn't the girl? Like, she probably learned how to speak through her mom i'm assuming mm-hmm. like i kind of feel like most people pick up like linguistics through their parents one thing anyway, um, <laughs> they didn't yeah <laughs> uh but anyway yeah she goes to chicago because i think she's a lawyer uncle casey is in charge of babysitting her walks at her school one day sees the tent full of weird ass animals uh so originally Casey says no, you can't have the dog. Then I think the old man just like sneaks it into her back. 
nice. Yeah, yeah. She goes the whole day throughout school, not knowing there's a red puppy in her bag. She gets home and then the bag moves. She's like, Clifford. Uh, no, no, sorry. She, she didn't say. It. She's like, you've been in there all day and I didn't notice. It's like, bitch, do you not open your backpack up all day? Yeah. And how do you not like suffocate the dog or like crush him with like your books? I, I was very lost. Was that the um? Was that the same scene with the can with the can drive? She, uh yeah i think so she brings like ten dollars worth of cans to school and <laughs> the bag rips open and just um kids laugh at her oh yeah. god oh man yeah and then she's she's like trying to give it like a weird old british name and she's oh oh but first uh dennis i think you'll get a kick out of the first name that she gave to the dog <laughs> yeah what was it floyd floyd, floyd? oh yeah floyd <laughs> Floyd. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we, we, we know a guy named Floyd. Sorry, and he t- he's Floyd. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I don't remember any of the other names. Like Preston, maybe. Uh, a bunch of random weird names, and the dog's like, he's doing other dog things, and then he looks back and he's like, nope, he's pulling like a Scooby Doo, being like, fuck that name. Oh yeah. <laughs> Until Clifford. Uh. Yeah, she goes to bed and wakes up, and he's large. So it just happens overnight. Well, she wished. She's like, I. She's like, I wish that you were so large. Nobody could fight us, oh, yeah, and, and nobody strong. could laugh at us. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. yeah. And then he's like the size of her room in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and she was hiding him from Uncle Casey. <laughs> and there's no dogs allowed in the house. Uh, the super played by David Allen Greer, looking like Santa Claus. Is like no dogs in the house, and there's a whole comical scene of them <laughs> hiding a big red dog from the the handyman. Oh yeah, and then uh, the Clifford like smelling his ass, and then like runs off, and then the David Allinger turns around, and Casey's behind him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? I'm trying to. So essentially, like uh, at this point, Uncle Casey's like, "Well, we gotta get rid of this dog," and the girl's like, "No," and then like. They're like, no, we'll go find the fucking magic man who gave it to us. And then they they find they they try to find him. He's not where he was yesterday. And uh, then they they get this little Asian dude to like find out where he is. And it turns out he's gonna be at a hospital getting some surgery oh, or yeah, something. Right. But then they show up and he's dead. Oh Jesus! And then like to add to the plot, they um they have a company called LifeBro, and which like I, I kind of get like you have to create a plot because you can't just have a movie be about like the shenanigans of a giant large dog which i was totally hoping for yeah. and, and, and like, that was not the case so life grows mission was that they were like trying to figure out how to end world hunger which isn't like a villainous thing <laughs> and they were trying to make them seem like the bad guys but the whole time i'm like these like that's not like the worst that's thing in funny. the world <laughs> end world hunger no and they like they had that like villainy music in the background, and also um, the bad guy was played by Tony Hale. Oh, which awesome! Yes, wasn't believable. Wasn't believable at all. Yeah, he's not evil enough, or his line Buster delivery wasn't just evil at all. The well, bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he plays the awkward brother in Arrested Development. He plays Forky. He plays. Like, what else? He plays the awkwardest. The idiot in uh, Veep. Yep, yep. He was like the idiot they laughed at. They tried to uh, 
make him the replacement from Jared from Subway. And that last all of oh, two commercials. Dang. But yeah, that, it wasn't believable, but um, they did that. So yeah, he. He he saw they they saw on the news this big giant dog in Manhattan or wherever, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna lie. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go say he escaped from our laboratory." And they went to the police, and they're like, "Hey, this dog, uh, he can infect people all around the city. We gotta catch him and get him back to our laboratory." When really we gotta uh, study Clifford. We want to steal his DNA and perform experiments upon him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, they bring him to the vet. The vet is played by Keenan Thompson. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I and liked him. IMDb I liked him. He has this character name listed as Hamburger? I don't know. He, he looks at his name tag once, but he doesn't okay. actually say his name. I know. Hamburger is. That's um, someone else. Hamburger is the cartoon. Ah. Uh, because I, I recently looked that up. He does the voice of Hamburger, which is like a dog. In a cartoon. Oh, and so this is not yeah. his first Clifford uh, experience, then. No. Interesting. And <laughs> it's actually a little Easter egg. His name is Ross T, which is kind of like an homage to his Mighty Ducks character. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's Damn. funny. Okay. Okay. And yeah, they bring him to the vet. Uh, he's just like so big and fuck shit up and for some reason like everyone in the movie is such a dick to casey too like i remember <laughs> like i remember the um what was it the the receptionist was like yeah trying to like yeah figure out like how to get in contact with brimwell and casey's like oh we can check the internet and she's like that's a really dumb idea <laughs> and then the little Asian boy said like something completely stupid, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, that's a great idea." <laughs> who who uh, who the hell is the lady that plays the uh, the, the 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 receptionist? I, I I I feel like I always see her in things. I'm like, eh, I don't like you. Yeah, something about she her. She looks super familiar. Uh, she she was like the villain like in in Pineapple Express, and she was in that Birds of Prey movie. Oh yeah, what the that's fuck right. Is her name? This is gonna kill me. Yeah, she was in Birds of Prey. That's right. Was she also in Orange Is the New Black? Or probably? I wouldn't be shocked. I I I, I bet. Uh, this I don't know why it's gonna piss me off. I I gotta look this up really quick. Uh, it doesn't really fucking matter at all. Oh, uh, Rosie Perez. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That was very important to take two minutes out of the time to say I don't like. Okay, her. so we're we're and we're trying movie. to keep keep uh, Clifford away from the baddies. There, uh, what's what's the culminate? Like, what's the climax? What's what are we building um, up to here? So they get back from the vet and they get evicted from their apartment because Tony Hale literally goes to their landlord and says like they have a dog. Oh God, of course. Um, that's how easy it is. By the way, they got a dog. Shit. <laughs> it's the whole movie. <laughs> and then uh, Clifford saves a guy from falling off a building. So that like makes him win the heart of everyone in Harlem. As it should. Uh, 
Oh, and and uh, like everyone loves him and now the girl. Like you got Horatio Sands and like someone <laughs> else and this couple that he saved. They're all like super cheesy. Like we love Clifford. Hey Emily, do this. And it's like, what? Come on, they're not talking like people. Also, um, there's a lot of like social media aspect to the movie, which I kind of like because a lot of movies are almost in like their own vacuum. Like a lot of Clifford was based around people filming the dog on their phone. Oh, sure. True. Okay. Social media. That makes sense. And that's how like, yeah, that's how like life grow found out about him. Um, yeah, the dog made the news because he saved someone in the park. And okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think they were doing like a news story from him saving the guy, and that's when Life Grow shows up, and it's like the chase scene of the movie. Oh shit! Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, a- and they end up deciding to ship him to a sanctuary where this little sidekick boy, his father, owns in like. What is it, China or Japan or something? Yeah, they have an amazing fight scene in the deli. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that was super, super not necessary. Like you're just getting the uncle throwing salt in the guy's oh my eyes. God. They're they're having a weird slap fight. It's very, very uh, old school. Yeah, and then uh, that old woman too. Like she she was from like Eastern Europe or something, like Ukrainian or something. But she just had like a bag full of an endless supply of cans of condensed milk. condensed milk <laughs> like so she she threw like two of them at the guys in the deli fight scene and then she threw like another two when they got to the life bro headquarters <laughs> and then she gave like another one to like this <laughs> in the life bro headquarters she just like had this endless supply of condensed milk <laughs> i i respect that and she sings a song about how everyone loves condensed Oh, my God. Yeah. Good lady. Wow. Is it the Carnation commercial or? Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they're trying to send her. They go to, the, like, the Asian kid's house, and he lives in, like, a giant $12 million, like, flat. And, penthouse. Yeah, it's, like, a huge penthouse thing. Uh, so, funny story. Because in that scene, they're eating Hardee's. Like, Clifford's just yes. mowing down on, like, 30 Hardee's burgers. That made me miss Carl's Jr. So here's the thing. So bad. Here's the thing. I am a huge, like, fast food nut. Like, I love all types of fast food. I saw this movie on Tuesday night. On Friday, I was at work. It was 3.30 in the afternoon. I was like... Hands deep in a hospital bed, like fixing a ton of shit. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a fucking second. I take off my gloves. I go to the bathroom. I wash my hands. I go to my locker. I get my phone. And then I search on Google. I'm like, Hardee's in New York City. Two hours away from there. No, Two like, hours away. Exactly. There is no Hardee's. Or, or you can go four hours from there to get to uh, to Carl's Jr. Oh yeah, my God. There's no Hardee's in New York City. And I'm like, I did the same <laughs> thing as I was watching it. It doesn't exist. Were they yeah. trying to propose a new location? Yeah, oh, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I Googled it. And like, Hardee's is like a Chinese restaurant out there. And there's a, there's a Hardee's in Harlem, Georgia. But... Yeah, it just like it took me like 
three days to realize that, <laughs> no, there's That's no harm funny. in New York City. I'm in New York City all the time, too, so I would have remembered seeing one. That is funny. I don't know what else. But, yeah, so so pretty much at this point, the, the, the dad decides to help him. They they take Clifford in the heat of the night, put him on a giant, uh, not a giant, on a small little fishing boat, and he's going to set sail to Japan or China, and uh, Life Crow stops him, and, and the fucking Coast Guard stops him, and Tony Hale and those guys capture him, and then the neighborhood has to go and set him free. <laughs> oh, man. The neighborhood it's, is it's all in, at, at sea as well. Or no, they captured him. Well, okay. no, no, no. They, 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 they gotcha. break into yeah, life bro. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, there's a whole chase scene again, and and uh, then, 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 like, because uh, with Life Row, they they microchipped him, so it looked like oh. they had property of him. And the cops are like, "Oh, we're gonna scan him and find out." And then, like, fucking, uh, it turns out somehow someone changed the name to Emily as the owner, oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And Lucked out. There was like a really stupid like speech at the end too from Emily about how like oh we should all love Clifford because he's different. Yeah. And, I'm different too. I bet you're all different. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I bet you, you didn't know. catch people falling out of buildings though, kid. But, yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, oh man. But I, I will say I, I, I chuckled a bit. I laughed. I laughed a little bit. Um I don't know. Uh, on the show, we tend to give like a t- amount of toast that we uh, rate it as, like one to four, four being. Actually, no, a, a full. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. I have to say, you did not give full parameters. It is actually zero through four, and you can you can give half okay, slices between as well, just so you have a good like. There's some wiggle room, you know. Uh, you you can really split hairs if you want to. That's true. Uh. So four being the greatest, I would probably give it like maybe like a three, three and a quarter if I could. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd give it about two and a half, I think. So yeah, I, I, okay. I can see okay. that. For, for, yeah, and for shits and giggles, if you're a kid, I did look up like reviews online to see what other people thought, and like hmm. you know, I, I thought it was a decent movie. Like they did a good job with what they had. Uh, some some people are <laughs> fucking stupid. One, one guy said like they didn't make the dog big enough. <laughs> well, he was only a puppy. If he watched the movie, he'd know. They say he's only a puppy. Who knows what he's gonna be like right? in, in this dog. sequel? Yeah, of course. Come on. Oh yeah, they gotta make a sequel. <laughs> Which I was very let down. My big thing is I expected a movie about a big red dog, and it's more about hiding a big red dog, and it's like. I wanted more of him in the world exploring things and doing shit. Yeah, pretty much. They had a lot of that. They had a lot of, like... I know. The shenanigans a big red dog could get into. Like, he... he, uh, I wanted more, man. He chased those, like, Orby things in the park. Oh, God. That was cool. Yeah. Then, uh... Yeah. I think there was one scene where he pissed on a fire hydrant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he... he, No, no, he peed on a tree and it splattered it everywhere. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or I like when they... When they lift up the little dog to smell Clifford's butt, that, that was pretty cute. Oh, right? God. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, Dave, I was shocked. I, if I were you, I would have gotten Paramount Plus and watched it. That's where I watched it, just because I didn't make it to the movies this weekend. But, uh, I'm happy to see someone went to the and theater. The full size Clifford. 
you're getting the real life size Clifford. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, but, uh, there wasn't a post credit scene. I stayed just. In case. You never know. <laughs> but there was a cute little like hand drawn scene of like or, or ending yeah, of like seeing the dog and the girl. Yeah, we find out that the the uncle who was a deadbeat decides to join Scholastic and oh, write God. stories about his niece. Oh and the big red God! Dog. And we bring the books into oh. the re in the world of the movie. I honestly, I don't know if you thought what I thought, but when he was uh, stole the microphone from the newscaster, I thought he was a perfect newscaster. I thought, oh, this guy's going to get a become a reporter on the news. Nope, not at all. Hmm. Oh, that was yeah, they like they like showed the newscast on Times Square, which is incredibly <laughs> unrealistic. I mean, but if there's a big red dog. It, it, shit's changing, man. You gotta you gotta plaster that everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but uh, any any anything else that you just want to quickly sum up? Yeah, that any other, liked or any other takeaways or... from the movie? Um, I think they could make a sequel. Um, I mean, they made Garfield Tale of Two <laughs> and that's true. And they're redoing. They are now making a new Garfield movie. Uh, voiced by Chris oh, Pratt. So you never know. Not Will Chat. Yeah. Why is he voicing yeah. everything? I don't know. It you doesn't mean, make any sense. Because fucking Mario a... Mario and Garfield the Cat shouldn't be the same fucking voice? You don't think of... And Emmett and from, Emmett the, Lego from the Lego movie? You mean you don't think they're all just, like, the same person? God. No, I'm, I'm being sarcastic <laughs> as fuck. No, I totally agree. It's uh. just... It makes no sense to me. You could pump the Pratt breaks, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, there's too much respect. There's also there's also too much of the rock. I feel like there's too much of the rock. <laughs> oh, we were just talking we were. about the rock earlier. Yeah, we put out a little uh, poll to see who uh, if people liked uh, Chris uh, Chris Pratt, no, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, or uh, Gal Gadot more, and uh, the rock got zero votes. So nice. I was very not the only one with that thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little little too much. But would you watch the sequel? I think I would. Oh yeah, I see what happens would. next. There you go. Nice. They could make it a versus movie, like Clifford versus Garfield. Or <laughs> Clifford versus Garfield. thirty seconds, George. he just steps on each one, and then <laughs> <laughs> do like Clifford versus Godzilla. Yeah. There we go. I'd watch that. <laughs> uh, well, Dave, thank yeah. you for stopping by, man. I appreciate it, and uh, I'm happy we actually got it figured out. I know. It almost looked like it wasn't going to happen this week. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Me. I'm glad you're able to join us. No it problem. Was fun to get a little different uh, tag team review this week. That, that was great. All right, guys. Have a good you night. too. All right, have a good one, man. Thank you. All right, so now we're going to keep uh, the train rolling here. Dennis, I think you have a... Uh, a little uh, movie that... Or, or special that came out yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this is a Netflix special. Now, I I will I did notice, folks, as I was prepping for the episode, that when I brought up the IMDb page for this special, they classified it as a TV series. But on Netflix, it is under the movies tab, so I'll let you toasties decide. But I am speaking of Attack of the Hollywood Clichés, as hosted by Rob Lowe. Thousands of movies are released every year. That's a lot of stories. Stock characters, familiar story beats, and convenient plot devices 
have crept in over time. Tonight, we celebrate the cliches that have made cinema what it is today. Um, this was a, it's an hour long spe- uh, TV special, I guess, where, however you want to call it, that is just kind of discussing a lot of the mainstays of big Hollywood movies and not just Hollywood films, but films from around the world, where we seem to kind of repeat a lot of the same cliche moments. And then we get a little bit of the history of those moments as well. And this has actually got a, a few folks in here you may recognize other than uh, Rob Lowe himself. But Andy McDowell had, does a few interviews. Uh, Florence Pugh, uh, you get the Lucas Brothers. It's It's got a mix of a lot of uh, broadcast nice. and film critic personalities. Um, you'll recognize many of them, I'm sure. But it's actually, it's it's more of like a clip show style thing like you would see on like a Discovery Channel or VH1 kind of special where it's a lot of talking heads cut in with the footage of their evidence they're speaking of, which in this case, of course, is movies. And this totally scratches that like film school nerd itch of when you're identifying these moments and you're kind of critiquing things and reviewing films, uh, like on a podcast, that these are some of these things you kind of toss back and forth. And then they jump right at the top and they mention that given the pandemic in the last year, it's like everything's kind of shaken up. The, the uh, entertainment industry itself has even been shaken up. But these are the things that we can kind of always rely on or recognize as like always being there. Um, even if they do get tweaked once in a while. And they they rush through all of it kind of fast. And to be honest, I think a little too fast. At 58 minutes, I was like, hey, this wouldn't be too bad to get in. Turns out they're just like flying through. As soon as they're done talking about one subject, I, I feel like they're already talking about the next thing before I've really had a chance for it to settle in. Um, and by that, I mean like you're, you're, you're getting... Oh, uh, you've heard of the Wilhelm scream. Well, this is where this is the first time we heard the Wilhelm scream. The the name actually comes from the second time we ever heard it, and this is why. Da, 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 and then it moves on to the next one. And I just never have this chance to like kind of huh. catch my breath. Uh, the interviews portions with Rob really? Lowe are actually really funny because they they do this like embellished version of himself, um, and it's it's I like that kind of comical version of him uh, where he's a little larger than life, but it's still very. Uh, explanatory. It's not too much. Um, and I, it kind of has fun with it. Um, now, this is rated TVMA, but it's definitely an R because we show a lot of footage of like, they, they talk about how sex is portrayed in, in cinema and some of the cliches of what, what we now see as cliches in sex of like the, the hand and Titanic on the window. And there is some nudity throughout. So this it's, I'm a little left confused as to who they made this for at the end of the day, because a lot of this information, I'll be honest, I was familiar with. I mean, I'm, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. I, Adam, you and I, we have movie toast. This is the kinds of things we discuss all the time. So I guess to me, it was kind of like, well, a lot of this is pretty apparent information. And well, yeah, I did learn a few fragments of information that I thought were pretty cool. But for the most part, nothing was really terribly new. And it wasn't. So it's like, you know, maybe the up and coming film nerd, you're just getting into movies. But it's like, I feel like that was me back in high school which this is technically rated too high for. So it's kind of like, who Netflix, who did you make this for? It's kind of weird. Um, I, I, that's why I'm just a little confused. That although it's entertaining, it moves kind of quick. I'm like, I didn't really get a whole lot out of it other than it's very well edited and they picked a lot of good examples of things. But what I found was funny is I could almost 
identify what example from what movie they were about to show me before it hit the screen. It's you uh, kind of you kind of start to feel the beats of it, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. Um, Attack of the Hollywood cliches. I'm going to give uh, two and a half slices. It wasn't. It's a, it's a fun little quick thing to, to throw on in the background, and like I said, you're gonna you're gonna find some tidbits and trivia in there. I'm sure you weren't familiar with before, uh, but I honestly don't think it's a bad time. It's just not like an amazing documentary or something. Um, go but uh, go check it out if huh. if you want to pick up some more film knowledge. You know, I saw the trailer for this. I honestly thought this was like a mini series, like the movies that made us, but like no, that it's funny you mentioned that because I feel uh, movies that made us takes a little bit more time to talk about each each subject. You know, each point it's trying to make. I think that does it a little better. They, they have an exactly, movie, so right? you have the chance to kind of spread the information out. This one just rattles it off too fast. It could have you could have added twenty thirty minutes, and I would have been totally fine with that. I think we needed to have 20 or 30 mm. more minutes, but we probably couldn't afford 20 or 30 more minutes of Rob Lowe on screen. Is my guess. So this is what we get. <laughs> Fair. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, dude, um, I had All right. from one questionably TV thing. I think you have something that's somewhat TV related for the next review. The, this is, this is very true. I got a Peacock original uh, film an original from them. Uh, for those of you who like the TV show Psych, which is off the air like many years ago, they've been doing these little TV movies every now and again. The first one was all right. The second one was a little bit better. And now the third one just came out. Psych 3, this is Gus. Hello, kind sir. My name is Sean Spencer. This is my partner, Bert Indehand and Bush. My name is not Bert Indehand and Bush. My name is Burton Guster, and this is my partner, Potential Span. I'll call later. <laughs> You're calling Kurt Smith? He's not gonna play your wedding, dude. I haven't decided yet, Gusta. Yes, you have. Have you learned Thong Song yet? Hello? Today is all about Gus and his soon-to-be wife, who's leading a double life that has something to do with that gun we found. Also, we finally are onto the husband. She's married? Try and keep up. Gus is losing hope and feeling slightly incontinent. Most of that is true. What is her name? your fiance's name not a real one no it's not prince is it ignore him it's not prince is it and uh this picks up pretty much where the last one left off uh, okay the character gus is now uh engaged to a woman he met in that second movie and she's pregnant and uh sean the main character sean he's a little sad that his best friend since childhood and, be and business partner is kind of pulling away because he's like becoming a father and a, and a married man but uh, he, he's, he realizes that his uh, best friend's fiance doesn't seem to be who she says she is. And in the past, Gus has had some sad choices of mm. uh, ladies that he's fallen for and he's been duped by. So uh, doing what any best friend would do, he uh, tries to get down and find out what's happening. And uh, it's all about uncovering uh, this woman's past and what's happening and, uh, and about bonding and. Honestly, this this is a much more theatrical failing. The the first two felt more like TV movies. This one actually fully feels like a movie. Had enough time to digest things and like felt a little more cinematic to me, even though it was only an hour and a half or so on Peacock. But uh, yeah, uh, and um, so yeah, that's all I got. It's it's a pretty sweet uh, movie and uh, a lot a lot of good jokes. Uh, I laughed my ass off. Uh, but of course, it's a niche movie. I was gonna say it's still like, very much made for the fans of the series yeah oh yes of course that makes yeah sense. that makes sense. um so 
if you if you like the show, I'm gonna give this uh, fittingly enough hey, three slices. Nice. Of uh, so check it out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, could have been four. I don't know why I didn't, but I felt like three is a hey, nice three thing. Three is a movie. fucking solid, um, solid flick. Solid flick. Can't be mad at that. I think so. Now, uh, I hear you have a solid flick possibly. Well, I'm going to be chasing right? your tail feathers with uh, another another flick that is on Peacock. And this is the what? James McAvoy helmed helmed. Excuse me. No, he did not direct it. The. James McAvoy centered cool. film, My Son. to interview everybody who has come into contact with your son. Ethan! I understand that you've been traveling a great deal. You've been in Libya, Iraq. Do you have reason to believe that it's because of what I do that Ethan is missing? Now, Mr. Murray, I have to tell you that we are investigating every hypothesis, including kidnapping. Would you say your work was dangerous? Now, this is kind of a, a uh, mystery thriller where uh, James McAvoy is playing a um, a father who's coming into town. He's, he's arriving into Scotland at the scene of his son's potential abduction or he, he's gone missing out of this uh, summer camp or like this. It's not even a summer camp. It's clearly like fall. It's raining the whole fucking movie. Um, but his kids huh. at this camp. And he's dis- he's disappeared under mysterious circumstances. We're trying to find him, and there's all these questions getting raised. But the real hook of this film isn't necessarily in the story; it's actually behind the scenes. And this is what I was kind of teasing with earlier. Um, so, the interesting experiment, I guess you would try to say, uh, that they were attempted with the making of this film, is that James McAvoy didn't have a script the whole movie. So supposedly it was, I guess it's filmed, it was filmed in sequence and you're actually watching James McAvoy learn the story for himself. And he's reacting off of the dialogue, the rest of the cast who all has a script, they are giving, they're feeding him the information for the first time. So the whole, the whole point being is that he's the, the, his character is going on the same ride that the audience is. And we're all seeing it from his perspective. Now, That's how that cool. reflects in the play of the Uh-oh. film is what I found uh, interesting. Um, I, right off the top, I got to be honest, I was a little bit... If, if we didn't have such direct dialogue telling us who was who and why we were there, the, the attitude, just the way McAvoy carries himself in the beginning of the movie does not feel like his son is missing. And I'm like... shouldn't he just be like shitting himself like we didn't get for the longest time we didn't get this moment of like we didn't even see him break down for for a while it was like 25 minutes or something before you see him even like shed a tear and and it's like this is your kid i didn't 
I did not believe him for the first like the first little bit. He he had a strong presence on screen. He has he brought an intensity, but I didn't see mm. what I thought I should see for someone who's looking for their child. You know, like they, I didn't have any of that urgency yeah. that I expected. You- now, do you think he didn't know in the beginning that his son was missing? That's what. Or well, that's just a, the fact that he was here's the point, into the, here, and that's getting exactly to the point. I'm not sure how much of a favor it does to not give the star of your movie script or dialogue, because supposedly all of his dialogue is apparently um, uh, he thought of it himself. It's it's uh, they huh. had him they had him improv basically everything he says and there's a few scenes i'm sorry i really refuse to believe there's any way that could have been done because there's a torture scene partway through the film that would require you'd have to get the coverage right you'd have to know they must have planned out a certain amount of the scenes um and i gotta say this movie is really slow we we get around um, I feel like we get around not having a lot of his dialogue, not having, not making him say much by making him drive a lot of places, making him walk through a lot yeah. of the locations. Which the the location's gorgeous. I mean, it looks beautiful. Uh, every everywhere they filmed this, like I, I, I loved the the camera work is fantastic. Uh, hats off to the cinematographer. Um, director did a great job of, of establishing all that. But good God, did we see! A whole, a whole lot of the Highlands that I didn't think we needed that much of in the movie. Uh, it goes on, that part just goes on for a long time. And I think it was kind of a crutch just to get around not making him do much. Um, he's still giving a good performance, I think. But it's as good as a performance of not knowing what I'm doing next can possibly be. And the first hour of the film is just slow. We get a couple of moments that kind of speed it up. But like I said, I feel like we don't have enough urgency of someone whose child is missing. And then even once he starts learning, like we have this MacGuffin of like, well, your son might have been kidnapped because of the job you have. And then it's like you can see the look on James McAvoy's face as he's trying to like think of what to say to that. That would like make sense that, well, my work is uh, I do travel a lot. And it's like, is your work dangerous? Oh, I guess my, my job is like they kind of lead him on a little bit to get him to say certain things. Yeah. And the the MacGuffin thing is like, it's there for a scene and then we drop it. The last act should have been the whole movie. The last act was great. It get, it, they ramp it up. It gets okay. fucked up really fast. Um, the, the twist being, they reveal who actually kidnapped because his son was kidnapped. I will say that much, but I won't reveal the very end. Uh, you, who kidnaps him is it gets brutal and I was not expecting it to take that turn. So it definitely got a lot better at the end. And I feel like we start started to see him act a lot more. And obviously he now has much more of the information. And I think you see him become much more comfortable as the movie goes on with all the other pieces coming into play, but it's odd. I'm not sure it lends the film any favors. Like, is this an successful, a successful experiment? I don't think so. Cause I don't, me as an audience member, I don't know what I got out of it. That was any better than him having the whole script and getting to like, feel it the whole way through. There's a reason why we do it this way. <laughs> like there's a reason why movies are made the way they're made. Um, can you 
do obviously you hear stories of actors you know famously marlon brando never fucking reading a script and all that shit yeah you can what well when you're marlon fucking brando you can go and do that silly stuff uh james mcavoy he's a great he's a great actor i am a fan of his but i don't know if this is like eh this is not going to be some amazing thing that he's going to be remembered for. Let's put it that way. I don't think this is going to be some tentpole movie for the careers of all those involved here. Um, I think it's just going to come and go. But interesting to check out. I think as a filmmaker, filmmaking perspective, it's an interesting watch. Because knowing that going in... Because, by the way, this is the trailer on Peacock. They tell you that right out the gate. They're like trying to push that information on uh, that piece of information that this is kind of the hook. So it's, it's interesting having, it's almost, you know, like a 3d movie. It's, it's, we're having this outside piece of information that's supposed to affect your viewing experience that isn't within the story of the film itself. And I'm not sure if it was really that big a deal. I don't think it, I don't think it really helped it out. So um, I'm going to give, yeah, you know, it's, it's, Oh, sorry. No, I, I cut you off. My apologies. Oh, no. I, I, I was going to give my son uh, two slices. Oh. It's, uh, it's, I, I, I got to be honest. I think I'm being generous. It probably could knock it down a little more, but I thought it was an interesting attempt. I, it looked gorgeous. We did have some decent, we finally got somewhere in the third act of the film. Thank God. But it took a long time to get there. Hmm. It's interesting that you say like he seems like he was improvising or he was improvising a movie I reviewed a while back called Together with him and Sharon Hogan. Uh, It was like uh, a movie about people living through COVID and like he was really good. You could tell he was improvising there like a character going through like wanting to get divorced someone he's living with and sharing the pain that she has of what's going on and then raising a kid that's awkward. He was phenomenal as like being in this contained little COVID mm. bubble movie, but it's odd that like you give them a bigger thing. And it's like, Oh, this is definitely a detractor. So well, that's, that's like, interesting. See, that's my kind of struggle with the film is I thought he's really good, but it's like, you can see he's only aware of what we've seen so far in the film, just like us. Hmm. So it's like, what you think should be a plus, yeah. but it's like, no, I guess you need that, that hindsight. Exactly. He needs to know, to know where you as, as, as in order to go on the journey, he needs to know where his starting point is. So as an audience, we get to watch him go from point A to point B, not, uh, fuck, I'm floating out in the middle of the ocean. Oh, fuck, here we go. Okay, now I've got something to grab onto. Here's the line <laughs> I can now grip onto, and then we get, we get the story moving. And we just spent a whole hmm. lot of time bobbing around in that water. Fair enough. Yeah, wow. It's almost like he's throwing tennis balls at the wall, hoping someone. Hey, maybe with a, maybe with enough guidance, someone could show him the right way to go. I guess. I guess maybe someone like the very popular tennis players Venus and Serena Williams. But Dennis, you might be saying, I don't know much about them in their childhood and upbringing. Well, HBO Max and Warner Brothers is there to help you with the next movie I'm reviewing called King Richard. What's going on? Everybody okay? They got a call. Said there was trouble in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you all need to look around. It's a little wet for practice, don't you think? Don't the girls have schoolwork to do? They do their homework. Tundi's first in her class. Lynn and Isha are too. Now I don't even mind you saying we hard on these kids. You know why? Because we are. 
That's our job, to keep them off these streets. You want to check on the kids? Let's check on the kids. We got future doctors and lawyers, plus a couple tennis stars in this house. The chances of achieving the kind of success that you're talking about is just very, very unlikely. OK, you're making a mistake, but I'm going to let you make it. Watch me hit a few balls. All right. So tell me your names again. I'm Venus. I'm Serena. So what'd you think? King Richard is a movie where Will Smith is playing their dad. And uh, you kind of see him taking them out all the time, teaching his daughters how to play tennis and just pushing them to their core, learning stuff, but also trying to raise them to be respectful of others and actually live a childhood and get an education and 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 also have the discipline they need to be successful and good people. And uh, this is back in the day in... He was going to country clubs with pamphlets and brochures about his daughters and like trying to get people to train them for free. And he's kind of laughed at by everyone uh, until he uh, meets a uh, very famous tennis uh, coach called uh, Paul Cohen, played by Tony Goldwyn, who helps really get them the training they need. And then after a while, he gets sick of Tony Goldwyn and goes to uh uh, this guy, Rick Mac- Massey, played by jo- uh, John Bernthal, okay. who's oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, his character brings them uh, out. To, they're living in California in, in a one-bedroom house. Uh, you get the Will Smith and his wife and six oh daughters all living in one room. The six daughters in one room and them. And uh, so they're in poverty, but they do their best to survive until uh, Joe Bernthal brings them out to John Bernthal. I, it, I don't know why Joe. I just call him Joe. Like a, Joe Bernie? Know. Your buddies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and until uh, once he decides to help these girls because he's the potential, he decides to bring them out to uh, Florida, puts them up at a, uh, a nice house, uh, gives Will Smith a job as a trainer uh, and uh, the family's taken care of. Um, and primarily, there's only one daughter that he really wants to train, but he, he kind of helps out both. And the other daughters are just kind of doing their own thing, going to school and whatnot. Uh, but Will Smith is very particular about his uh, what he wants. He decides he wants these girls not to play in any more juniors or any kids leagues. He just wants them training and only training. And uh, and John's like, yeah, that's great to me. We'll get them training all day long. And he's like, no, no, my daughter's going to go to school. They got to be children and they, they then they can train. And, and it's a little difficult. Like, you don't know if he's crazy or if, if the trainer's crazy because you're like, uh, if he wants them to be the best, they should train. But yeah, he should instill oh, yeah, life sure. lessons and whatnot. For the girls. It's the like the conflict, conflicting uh, ideologies of how to be like apex tennis players or apex yeah. human beings, uh-huh. which and, they're pretty cool human beings too. Yeah, and it's interesting because he ideally has this whole roadmap placed out for him. And uh, there's there's some stuff that he says and does that you're like that seems like they're just writing for this move this for the movie and then the end you actually see clips of the dad saying this stuff or the daughters in an interview doing this stuff and so wow that's that's cool odd it's true uh and so it's been like years of her training years of these girls training and not being on any circuit and then they're finally in like the big leagues they're they're in this big match and uh just seeing all right is this gonna pay off are they where they should be and, uh, of course, we all know what happens. We know these girls become super successful, but it's just fun oh, yeah. watching. 
and it's it's a bit of a long movie, but it doesn't drag. It's not pulling a taffy. It's nice. interesting oh, and intriguing awesome. and just it's it's heartwarming. Uh, King Richard on HBO Max or in theaters, I will give. I'll give three slices of toast. Oh, it's cool. definitely a you know, yeah, oh, that's awesome, man. I, I'm yeah. definitely going to add this one to to the queue. I like the I like those background stories of finding out the story of famous people, like you know, people who are at the apex of what they do, not just famous people, but like mm-hmm. these are some of the best tennis players of all time, clearly, and uh, yep. that's incredible. And it's like I knew nothing about these girls. Yeah. yeah. And and knowing that they had like four other sisters. Yeah, I was no idea. That's like nuts. Man, that's that makes everything even more impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really cool. And one one of the scenes that is really powerful before they go to uh, Florida, we know there's this uh, woman across the street who thinks that the girls are essentially being abused because like they're out at nighttime in the rain, pouring hard, playing tennis, and she finally calls child services, and the two girls and Will Smith come back in the middle of the night and there's like cops everywhere. And they're like, we're about the well, we want to check the well-being of these girls. And like, they're the parents are like, Oh, you're, you're here to see what, what's going on. All right. These girls are straight a students. That one's the top of her class. That one's the top of her class, this blah, blah. And they're just like, here's what's going on. So yeah, if you think they're being abused because we're making them good and not end up on the street and not having you show up here to tell us that our kid's dead or selling oh, drugs. Jesus. Yeah. Then yeah. we're terrible parents. It's like, Powerful awesome. stuff coming out of these the, him and his wife. Yeah. Um, and the, the the little thing that I leading up to this, I, I've been listening to the Will Smith autobiography. Will. Oh, man, this this book is phenomenal. He, he, he talks about his childhood growing up, like helping his father, like build the new wall in his business, bagging ice, becoming a rapper, meeting DJ <laughs> Jazzy Jeff, be like five million dollars in debt owed to the IRS for taxes, did being at his lowest point being on the fresh, like you see everything. He doesn't really hold anything back. He makes himself look like a bad guy at times too. And the only thing he holds back on is talking about Scientology. So mm. if, if you like to read, if you like autobiographies or audiobooks, he, he, he reads it himself. Very amazing uh, book. I, I, before in the day, I used to be a giant Will Smith fan and this, this was phenomenal to listen oh, to. Cool. I imagine reading it be good too, but I'm illiterate. Uh, I get four slices of the toast. The book will, and, and, and watching that, and then the uh, listening to that, and then watching this, it's like, oh man, nice, good stuff, awesome. Yeah, I remembered one random uh, thing I, I said I was going to uh, mention during my review of Attack of the Hollywood Clichés that I then forgot to mention uh, that I teased. <laughs> yes, Fast and Furious. So there, one of their examples of a Hollywood cliche was watching this the uh, funeral from a distance in the cemetery, and it was the shot they showed the shot of Paul <laughs> Walker watching at, at a distance watching the funeral uh, procession continue and they said oh no what's that here's vin diesel watching paul walker watch the it's just like <laughs> oh my god that's it that just shows you how fucking ridiculous this is i'm watching the guy who's from a distance who's watching a funeral from a distance <laughs> and the funny thing is they also did that in uh the the third triple x movie return of xander cage you, you see like sam jackson watching like xander's funeral and then you see sam jackson behind him watching it so it's like vin diesel must really like watching himself at funerals and watch being a voyeur of people watching his did anyone show distance. up that's phenomenal no one brought any presents oh man vin diesel. <laughs> 
Oh man, I wonder, wonder who's in the and cast. Then, and then you see like Vin Diesel in a bad mustache, like walking up to the group. <laughs> he was pretty nice oh, though, wasn't man. he? Or was he a dick? I like that guy. Uh... <laughs> what, is... what do you think? Uh, you ever see the show Undercover <laughs> Boss? <laughs> oh my god. I'm undercover, undercover. funeral. What? What, what? what? Oh, there's a series. Throw a fake funeral for someone, and then you have the person whose funeral is supposed to be go undercover as an attendee, and then interview all the people, <laughs> try to get them to say shitty things about them. And then they like... That's a dark show, but I would t- watch... They the tear all the makeup off while they're still standing there as they're supposed to leave, <laughs> and then do the big reveal and just tear these people's souls apart. Like... <laughs> Ah, oh, you son of a bitch! I knew it. And then you hey, just like you... give like the parents. Oh god, yeah. Oh, you're talking shit about Mitchell uh, Waxler. Well, yeah, I'd like you to see me remove this mustache, Mom. I'm removing my cowboy hat, Dad. I'm Mitch. You think I'm a low life undercover funeral has just my back? You... Uh, that's gonna be an awkward thing. Give somebody a heart attack. <laughs> If they're in the casket too, half the time. Oh my god! Oh yeah, they just sit up. Be really interesting. Boom! I got you. I got you. Okay. (laughs) Fantasy shows aside, see, aren't isn't it good? We aren't uh, TV producers. (laughs) No, I think it'd be phenomenal if we were. That's maybe. We we have a watch. I bet in one year we're gonna see this show. show Oh god! Damn, dude. MTV presents. We... <laughs> Welcome to my funeral. This week on Faux Funeral. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, if you like... Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a big movie here that was not reviewed this week, and you're probably like, wait, why did they not review Ghostbusters Afterlife? If you're new to the show, go back a couple of episodes oh, to yes. Birthday. Uh, I think it's called Birthday. Uh, I, I gave an early review of the movie... And happy birthday, it's called. Uh, I, I gave a gleaming review of the movie, but if you want a quick review of the movie, this movie takes place after Dr. E- Egon Spangler is passed away and his family knew nothing about his... Nothing about him because he kind of left in the heat of the night when his daughter was young. And when he's dead, he ends up leaving the house that he was living at to his daughter. And his granddaughter uncovers uh, ghost-busting material. And at the same time, Paul Rudd, her teacher, and her accidentally set off ghost into the world uh and we're getting uh the gatekeeper and everyone uh dozer has dozer. unleashed hell on this small town we're not in the city dozer did i say dozer. dozer i did fuck me uh i did i'm I, I don't know i don't know shit but uh ghostbusters afterlife i'm gonna give four slices of toast uh just it but really hear me talk about it on happy birthday i might even review it on the future episode or dennis may in, uh, do it on oh yeah i still want to see it in but, theaters uh, for sure before it's out of there and uh well so we'll probably circle back around on, on that one. But I do highly recommend you go back and check that episode out if you haven't, because it goes into a lot more detail and you'll you'll have some tasty morsels to appreciate and savor until you get to see the movie yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this supersized episode, Dennis. Just like Clifford, this has to come to an end. Oh, as long as you don't have to ship me to Tony Hale's factory. Well, we're gonna, man. It's gonna be cool. You'll get to meet Tony Hale for a while. Mother! So you'll get to ask him about his fake hands. Ask him about uh, the Lucille. <laughs> oh, All three of them. 
stories that man must have. <laughs> I'll show him the picture I took of him oh, at a Arrested Development event in Burbank where someone handed him their their baby. And he's just confused. And he's then, just like, so you just want me to hold your baby and take a picture with your, your child? Okay. Like, he, Tony Hale was just confused. As, <laughs> as you hand him that picture to look at, we'll see from a distance. And watching us in the background, looking distance. at both of you, smiling. Family. Because if you if you get another photo of, of from the stage, you see him in the background looking <laughs> down at you guys. He was there the whole time. He was actually in the Ben and Jerry's scooping ice cream and no one noticed. That was my baby. That was my You're part baby. of my family now, Tony Hale. <laughs> Corollas. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Coronas galore. Oh, well, Dennis... Where can these fine folks follow us on the internet? Well, over on those U-Nets, U um, we have an Instagram. We've got a Facebook. we got a, a YouTube. Well, here, let's 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 narrow down a little bit. Facebook and YouTube, you can find us at Movie Toast News and Reviews. Just about every fucking where else, we are movie underscore toast. And that would definitely be over at Twitter and Instagram. We do also have a Reddit yeah. page and a Discord server. Please go and give us a follow. You'll find some fun stuff to check out there. And uh, you'll stay up to date on upcoming episodes and events such as the film festival that we've been touting about all year long this last few months uh, coming up in December. What? Cannot wait for you folks to check this out. We had a lot of fun putting it together. And we are really excited to share with you the fine filmmaking that we got to, we got to watch. Yes, we're bringing this full throttle, everyone, like Charlie's Angels, too. We're going to have sorry. you watching the Toasties films. Well, don't be sorry, man. The audience loves that. Well, they love hearing things bang as I'm telling them about Fast and Furious and Charlie's Angels. And because Saw these are the movies we're having our festival. As you tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really just bringing some of our favorites and pirating them in our it's festival. It's a pirate clip show. So, I mean, we just... Yes, <laughs> we're going to be in the middle of the Mediterranean Ocean on a small sailboat doing a pirate radio <laughs> version of this. It's not even, not, you're not even going to see it, you're just going to hear the, these movies playing. Uh, well, I'm getting seasick throwing uh, up overboard in the background. <laughs> and then maybe you might want to go check out an actual film festival. We'll, we'll have that covered for you too, but we want to be pirates for the day. Our... Um, but Say, uh, <laughs> very enthusiastic there, Dennis. Um, yeah, no, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully you found some new movies to watch or to avoid. Uh, and if you could do us a favor and just head over to Apple podcast, wherever you get this fine podcast, and leave us a review. We'd be totally gracious for that. Uh, but until next week, we'll see you. We won't see you. You might, might. hear us. And if, uh, if you. you're catching us on the download day, happy Thanksgiving to you and the rest of your your family and friends. Uh, after the fact, hope you had a good one. And yeah, hopefully you had a uh, enjoyable uh, Black Friday and you got to get some uh, sweet things that you've been looking oh, for. Yeah. Some good gifts and uh, some VHS yeah. tapes. And uh, yes, some sexy VHSs like fucking. Man of La Mancha on VHS. 
and maybe Fantasia 2000. <laughs> and don't forget Fightful Sister Goes Act. West. Possibly even ooh, Back in the <laughs> Habit as well. You got to get both of them. Now, that's a movie I can't wait for. Sister Act oh. 3, Disney Plus, 2022, 2023. I don't know when, but my ass oh, is that, watching Me it. too. But until then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed, folks. I, I I feel it coming, and I just keep cutting them off. But I'm I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you one more favor, please, please. Stay toasty. His story, because a movie I reviewed a couple of weeks back uh, called Together with him and Sharon Hor... Hor- uh, I can't speak once again. 